Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your sometimes weekly podcast about the vampires, witches, werewolves, humans, ghosts, voodoo priestesses, etc. in Mystic Falls, Virginia, Chicago, Illinois, wherever the fuck else in the world. My name is Claire. I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we are here to talk about Season 3, Episode 4, Disturbing Behavior, which also could be the name of this show. (laughs) It could. (laughs) And there is a lot of disturbing behavior. Maybe not really as much as last week, but... Right. (laughs) I feel like last week's title could have been this, but it's alright. So we start this episode with a bunch of really great stock footage of Chicago. We notice that one of the first shots... It's supposedly showing the L, but the cars do not look like CTA cars at all. So I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Like, it they was have like, a weird stripe on the side. Right. Like, it definitely wasn't Chicago. Then they had an actual like footage of the L, but the first yeah. one wasn't. It was confusing. It was. We Only spent a true Chicago one would know. So much time on those trains. We know what they look uh, like. Yeah, we sure do. One of the main reasons I wanted to leave the city. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we start with a little bit of a party at a clothing boutique where Stefan and Klaus are drinking champagne out of weird glasses with red stripes on them. Yeah, they had like ribbons on them or something, like they a ribbon like design. Yeah. Champagne glasses or something. <laughs> right. Anyway, they're drinking and lounging while Rebecca tries on some modern clothes because we might remember she has been in a coffin for the last 90 years. And she is shocked by modern fashion. She says, are all modern girls prostitutes? I used to get dirty looks for wearing trousers. There's got to be more to this dress. And what's his name? Klaus is like, nope, there isn't. You wore trousers so that girls today could wear nothing. Yep. And she comes out in a dress, which is a little booby, but it's really not that bad. Yeah, it was cute. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't like the hem. It had like a kind of ruffle at the bottom. Right. But... It looks good on her, but she asks Stefan if he likes it, and he says yes, but she can tell he's lying. Yeah, he was kind of too nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, it's great. She has another funny line here, too, where she's like, what the fuck is this music? And we were thinking the same thing. What the fuck is this (laughs) music? But she says, it sounds like a cable car accident. Because she's from the olden times where there were cable cars. Oh, that was so cute. Were there ever cable cars in Chicago? I don't know. I've never lived so. in Chicago in the 20s. I wasn't either. And I feel like on cities that did have cable cars or do have cable cars, you can see the, like the line still in yeah. the street. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were running around everywhere. Right. So they probably were in San Francisco at some point. Anyway, uh, they're having a party. She's trying on the clothes. And suddenly, Stefan's like, I need some air. And he goes outside. And what does he see? But fucking Catherine standing across the street. Yeah, like, I feel like the last four scenes of Catherine, she just appears behind a city bus. Like, it goes by and she's just standing behind it. It's very Catherine. Right. And you can tell it's her immediately because she has curly hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, fuck. But we don't catch up with them right now because we have to go back to the Gilbert kitchen, our favorite place where people get stabbed occasionally. Yes. And Elena is cooking chili for some kind of Lockwood party today. And right. And Damon's like, ugh, chili. The Gilberts make terrible chili. Yeah, and Damon is just, like, harping on the fact that everybody brings chili to cookouts and it's, like, a horrible thing to cook. And Elena is just, like, trying to plug away and get this done so that they could go to the Lockwood party. Yeah, and they're, like, 
cheekily bumping each other's shoulders and being mm-hmm. very flirty. Meanwhile, Alaric's standing there. I didn't see him last week. And yeah. And he's just looking like, what the fuck is going on in front of my eyes? Yeah. He, Alaric is not impressed at all. He's very much a third wheel. Right. And it's weird because I forgot that he, like, moved in oh, on, yeah. during episode two. So he, he like, there. lives there now. Yeah. What was he doing last week? I don't... I don't know. He was probably on some sort of bender. Yeah, that's true. But he is looking very judgmental. Everybody is very judgmental of Elena in this episode. And I'm like, it's not that she's not doing fucked up stuff. It's just like suddenly you notice and care. Right. Yeah, it's not where Elena is, that's Where was different. your judgment for all of her other terrible life decisions? I know. Like at the end of season two when like they're just like putting everybody in the most dangerous situations. Like, oh, now everybody cares. <laughs> But Elena has a moment here when she's, like, trying to get to the party and she's like, listen, I'm just trying to forget that I spent the entire summer looking for somebody who didn't want to be found. So we know she's still feeling a bit upset about everything that went down with Stefan. Yeah. And she says Damon thinks she's going to break, but she's not going to break. Right. And we all know that clearly she's over it and it will never be spoken up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so then we go back to Chicago where Stefan is confronting Catherine is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's like, why are you fucking with Klaus? This doesn't make any sense. And she wants him to tell her his cunning plan, but he doesn't want to tell her because he doesn't trust her, which is fair. Right. But whatever plan she has, I'm sure it's better than Stefan's. It's gotta be. So Stefan's only plan is to like have Rebecca fall in love with him so that he can hang around Klaus and distract them from Elena. Yeah. And he also wants to know what they're running from, but right. thanks with that. But Catherine's like, listen, Klaus is smarter than you and everyone. And I'm like, excuse me. I don't think that's true. Especially judging by two weeks ago with, with the werewolves. <laughs> or when he didn't notice Elena was standing in a closet that he was looking into. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very true. And she tells him not to get cocky, like she's Han Solo and he's Luke Skywalker. But he doesn't care what she thinks, he doesn't trust her, and he's just like, go fuck yourself, I'm gonna do this by myself. And then Catherine's like, oh yeah, right, I forgot you're all bad now. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. Catherine in this episode is like saying everything that I think. Yeah. Catherine is here, I feel like, a lot for exposition in these couple of episodes. So she walks up to Stefan and she's like, oh, yeah, so about that necklace, you gave it to Elena, right? So it just kind of like cleanly like ties it up. Yeah, that necklace that everybody's looking for. Mm -hmm. This is where it's located. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we'll see what happens with that. But first we have to see Jeremy. Oh, he's back. I know. He's lying in bed as usual. Did he have his arm thrown back above his head. I didn't notice because his sketchbook was at the foot of the bed with possibly a self-portrait, but... <laughs> the portrait knows? was horrible. It was. It will be on our put, Instagram. Yeah, it's gonna go on Instagram. It was hilarious. But he's in bed, and suddenly Anna appears like she's Damon Salvatore or something, <laughs> lying next to him in the bed, and he sees her, and he's like, whoa! And she's like, can you hear me? And he keeps talking to her, and she's like, no, you have to tell me that you can hear me. Right. Like, I'm, he's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've been dead for a while, but come on, Anna. And he's like, yes, I could hear you. Damn it. She's like, I've been trying to get through to you for so many days. I've been screaming and crying and, and now you can hear me. I can't believe it. Like, what is different now? Like, why can you hear me now? That, and you couldn't hear me before. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Good. 
And he says, oh, well, I was dreaming about you. And then we threw up for 20 minutes. (laughs) I feel like if Jeremy Gilbert said that to me, I would feel violated. But Anna thinks it's really sweet and romantic. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, so she, like, made a happy face when he told her that he was dreaming about her. And she was just kind of, like, further lamenting, like, oh, I can't believe that you're really here. Oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Me either. Oh, my God. Even in the afterlife, get a better fixation. Also, they dated for, like, a month. Yeah, and she was alive for a long-ass time. I know. It's very weird. I feel like there's something weird going on with this whole, like, witch punishment seeing dead people thing. Like, Mm. I'm wondering if it's not really Anna, but just, like, a presence of Anna to torture Jeremy. Ooh. Or something like that. I don't know. Hashtag theories. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. And then I think we go to uh, Caroline showing up at Elena's. And she is very chipper. It's so Caroline, like... Immediately, she bounces back to be her bubbly, sunny self. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's probably hurting behind it, but like, she is so resilient and she always tries to make the best out of every situation. She does. I and love her. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> and she has a bowl in her hand. She's like, Elena, I bought, brought you a present. And she's like, ugh, not chili. I know. Thank you, Elena. I know. It's like a whole theme. But it's not chili. I mean, it might be chili in the bowl, but Bonnie is there. Welcome back, Bonnie. I got so excited when Bonnie came on screen. I couldn't remember how long it was before she came back. Yeah. It's funny. Like, she's always missing from a few episodes a season. She which is. seems weird. It is weird. Do you think she had, like, a weird contract or, like, another job or, or something? Yeah, maybe she's, like, filming a movie or something. Yeah. But she does it every season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they have to, like, pay her a certain amount if she's in every episode. I don't know how the industry works. <laughs> Me neither. Maybe we'll, we'll bing it later. Um... But yeah, Bonnie's back. She spent the summer with her dad, and now she's here to uh, catch up with everybody. She's like, I leave for two seconds, and everything goes to hell for both of you. It's true. I'm like, yes, but also things are always going to hell for all of you. It's Mystic Falls. Yeah. <laughs> but Bonnie gives Elena, like, a really nice hug, and you can a tell very that very lingering she hug. They yeah. hug for a long ass time. It was. But nothing as disturbing as what happened next. Ah. So Bonnie walks in a little bit more and Jeremy comes bounding down the stairs and they do this gross kiss thing. She jumps into his arms and they kiss and then suddenly like there's a shot of them kissing and there's a mirror on the wall and you see Anna in the mirror. Just staring at them. Uh, Oh my gosh. Why does anybody like Jeremy enough to be jealous or to kiss him? Yes like he has like two ghosts and a fine woman like fighting over him right now and it just... It is the most nonsensical thing about this whole show. Yes. Like, give me every mystical creature. I'll believe you. I don't think that this is realistic. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Especially Bonnie. Yeah. But I had almost forgotten that they were dating, but here they are making out in front of Caroline and Elena. And it's a bummer. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I think we go to, like, the town square where Damon and uh, Sheriff Forbes catching up yeah they're going on a nice walk through the town square on their way to the mystic falls jail yeah and damon says something you're like so let me get this straight mayor lockwood called your gay ex-husband in to torture your vampire daughter (laughs) succinct as always yes Uh, a good recap yeah and 
So yeah, they're going to the jail where it turns out the dungeon is underneath. So this whole time that Caroline was locked in the dungeon, she was literally like downstairs from Sheriff Forbes's job. Oh no, I didn't even think, I didn't even put two and two together. That's true. So, and we know that Sheriff Forbes was saying that she had pulled multiple all-nighters at the station. So she she was upstairs. in the dungeon downstairs for her ex-husband coming in and out when he's supposed to be out of town. Right? Oh my God. Sheriff Forbes is so bad at her job. Carol Lockwood needs to continue writing her up and replace her. Also, when is the new election? Is Carol Lockwood just mayor forever? Apparently. They don't have a special election. I mean, would you want to run against anybody? I don't think anybody else wants the job. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would want it, but I feel like there has to be someone more qualified than the dead wife of the old mayor. <laughs> She's not dead. <laughs> wife of the dead old mayor. Yeah. <laughs> she could be dead for all we know. She yeah. should be. Is she a horrible person? Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't remember if we ever get any clarity on her position. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they get to the jail, they go down to the dungeon, and Bill is tied up down there. As he deserves. Right. In the same chair he tortured his daughter in. The yes. Asshole. What goes around comes around. What so, goes around comes around. Oh, I hate hey. Justin Timberlake. Um, <laughs> so Sheriff Forbes is like, Damon, double check that he doesn't have any vervain in his system because we want to compel him to forget what happened with Caroline. Mm -hmm. So Damon waltzes in and he's like, oh, hey, Bill, like, and he starts like shaming him a little bit, rightfully so. He's like, I forgot that you were into this whole daddy daughter vampire torture thing. And then he bites and like feeds on him a little to taste his blood and confirms that there's no vervain in it. It's like, did you check him for ugly jewelry? <laughs> right. Or any other, like, magical talisman. He could have a ring in his butt. He could. Did you check? Maybe, Where's the moonstone? Maybe Sheriff Forbes checked his butt earlier in private. I wouldn't expect anything out of Sheriff Forbes ever True. again. But he's like, yep, he's clean, and he compels him to leave town, and all he'll remember is that he came to take his daughter back to school shopping. If only that were the case. Which is so much better than Bill deserves to have that nice memory. Yeah, it really is. And then we take a visit over to Gloria's. Oh, yes. She's like meditating on a table, trying to magically figure out where the necklace is. Because everybody needs the necklace now. It's the new very important crystal slash moonstone it is yes it's the new it's the new hot item in the show except we all already know where it is <laughs> yep thanks Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> um but klaus and rebecca don't know where it is yeah. so gloria's doing a bunch of like spells and shit to try and understand where the necklace is and she's coming up with nothing and then rebecca's like well why don't you like hold my hand or something i wore the damn necklace for a thousand years maybe there's some sort of connection that you can make to toy yeah maria should have thought of that herself but she shades stefan and klaus a little bit like oh see she has some good ideas <laughs> right and so they hold hands and suddenly we go back to the gilbert kitchen where elena is with uh, bonnie and caroline and the necklace starts to burn yeah, and it, like, sizzles against her skin and leaves a mark. Um, so 
Elena like quickly takes it off and hands it to Caroline. And Caroline says something super sassy here. She's like, maybe you should take it off since you're cooking without Stefan here or something like that. Yeah, like it's really a sign that things have gone to hell that he's no longer here to make mozzarella with you. Right. Yeah, Caroline is speaking some truth in this episode. But that one was a little ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, So she takes it off and... Does she give it to Bonnie at this moment? or is Right, that yeah. So then Bonnie takes it, and it does, like, a crazy spark thing. Yeah, and it's like, is it because Bonnie's a witch? Like, what's going on? Yeah, but, but we don't know, because we hop back over to Gloria, yeah. and she's, like, able to understand what's happening around the necklace, even though she doesn't know exactly where it is. So she's like, listen, there's two girls there with her friends, um, but I need more time and space to be able to tell you like the other details about the necklace yeah and klaus is like what do you need woman and she says you're harshing my juju (laughs) the first of many moments in this episode where i'm like i want to take back my high five for gloria from last week (laughs) yeah things with gloria take a turn soon they sure do she was so great last week she was and in the 20s it's like she slowed down her aging with herbs and spells, and it also made her less awesome over time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. Wah, wah, wah. So then we go to the big event of the week. We haven't had, like, a big founder's event in a while. Yeah. There's some kind of, like, picnic slash chili cook-off or something at the Lockwoods. <laughs> There's, like, picnic tables out in their yard. Right. Everybody's there, as usual. Mm-hmm. And Elena and Bonnie and Caroline walk in and they kind of find like a bit of a secluded spot on some benches and Bonnie pulls out this giant ass book. It's kind of like Stefan's old dusty diary from last episode. It just looks really out of place. That somebody cast Engorgio on it. <laughs> right. So... Like, Bonnie has the book because she's trying to look up details about the necklace so that she can figure out what's going on. Yeah, like, she wants to cast a what-the-fuck-is-happening spell on it. Right. While Bonnie's looking up all of these details, Caroline is just laying down some harsh truths on Elena. She's like, so, are you trading one Salvatore brother for another? Yeah. Like, let's not try to, you know beat around the bush here yeah and elena's like no what are you talking about and caroline i don't know what else did she says something like damon is horrible and like you know she's kind of like going on about how she doesn't understand why elena's spending so much time with him yeah but then they get distracted because elena's necklace starts floating off of the book of its own accord (laughs) yeah and they're like bonnie what are you doing and bonnie's like i'm not doing anything it's just floating it It has has its its own own magic magic. (laughs) (laughs) jinx again jinx double jinx so something is going on with the necklace uh we don't know what but meanwhile on the other side of the picnic alaric and damon who are usually best bros are like a little bit tense right now they're drinking some heislers and alaric's like listen pal you need to like take a step back with elena because probably because he's jealous his boyfriend's moving in on somebody else right and it's right in front of his eyes because he lives in the house yeah don't do that to alaric damon and then Alaric reminds Damon and everyone that he's supposed to be watching over Elena. And I'm kind of like, since fucking when? Like, you just told her that she was on her own, like, two two weeks ago. Yeah. Then now all of a sudden you've decided that you're this, like, father figure. And you've just chosen this moment to, like, exercise your authority. Yeah. 
It's just weird. Yeah, it's a very, like, quick turn for Alaric that suddenly he has a problem with Damon. Mm-hmm. And he wants to, like, be the overbearing patriarch of the Gilbert clan. But he also makes some comment about how all of these Founders events are just covers for the Founders Council to, like, meet in a back room. And lo and behold, <laughs> Sheriff Forbes comes up and is like, Psst, Damon, council meeting, come on, let's go. Yeah, and it's like, and then I was thinking about, like, the Founders events in general and it's just like why can't they just have a meeting without having like some big party or like theme or other shenanigans right yeah it doesn't make any sense Mm -mm. i mean truly nothing makes sense in this show but it's like the little (laughs) logistical things like that that really bug me yeah and like is it just a well-known thing that like the founders meet all the time and in closed meetings at giant parties when there's a bunch of other people there well it's a secret so only insiders like damon and Alaric know about it okay everybody else is too stupid to notice or maybe they do and think that they just have like a fight club or something maybe uh but then we go over to the warehouse right where yep everybody's having a snack yeah. Stefan rejoins them, and Rebecca's like, Ah, oh, you missed the rest of the party. What's going on? And she's wearing a new cute modern outfit. She has some, like, jean shorts mm-hmm. and a sassy, like, white and gold top. Yes. It's a good outfit. Yeah. It's more revealing than the dress she was wearing at the beginning. <laughs> it is. She got used to modern times. Yeah. She looks good. She has the kind of face that, like, she really looked like she belonged in the 20s flashbacks. Yeah. But she seems like she'll go into the modern times. Uh, Rebecca is played by Claire Holt, and she spells her name correctly. Oh, good. Which I appreciate. What else is she in? Do you know? The most notable thing I think she's been in recently, she was in that movie with Mandy Moore where they're, like, trapped underwater with sharks. Oh, I don't think I saw that, Jen. It's called, like, 49 Feet Below or something. Oh, okay. I saw the trailer for it a bunch of times. Nice. I don't think it was good. I did not see it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like an award winner. Yeah, I don't know what else she's been in, but... Yeah, she looks familiar to me for some reason. I have to like her because she has my name. I like her. I like her character already, too. Yeah, it's nice to have a female original. Yeah. Like, obviously I love Elijah. Mm -hmm. I don't love Klaus so much, but, like, he's a compelling character. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always nice to get another strong lady and to shake things up. Agreed. Anyway, so they're all drinking various people, and this is actually a scene with a good song in the background. You liked one of the songs in an earlier scene. I did. I think it was the one at the Founders Party. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but this one is Phenomenon by Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I'm like, whoa. Is it like they knew we were just talking last week about their bad music and <laughs> right. wanted to up their game? But there was, I think, a really horrible song at the end of this episode oh, yeah. that made I mean, that's just it. tradition. Mm-hmm. The ending song always has to be like a really over-the-top emotional jam that yep. is slightly tonally off from what's happening on screen. <laughs> <laughs> or else it wouldn't be the Vampire Diaries. I know. It's their signature move. Yeah. And... In this scene, Rebecca's like, oh, I finished my girl. I'm bored. Cause She's dead. Because <laughs> Klaus and Stefan are still eating. They're mm-hmm. slow eaters. And she's just being sassy. And they're all being sassy to each other in this scene. Like, they have a rapport really quickly with the three of them. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of banter. I don't know, like, what any of them said because I didn't write it down. But it was just, like, this vibe between them. Yeah. Where they're all teasing each other. It's the way, like, you can tell people are friends because... 
they're mean to them. Right, right, exactly. Like I am with all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So it's showing that they're really a threesome of pals and they're doing great. And we can forget like all those people that Klaus murdered and tortured and Aunt Jenna and stuff. R.I.P. Womp womp. And then we go back to fucking Jeremy Gilbert. Uh, Oh, no. So Jeremy is back. I think they're in the Gilbert dining room. We were confused about where they were. Because everybody else is at the Lockwood party, and it doesn't really look like the Gilbert's house. Yeah, it's very fancy. Maybe it is the Lockwood's because everybody else is outside. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, Jeremy is there, and Anna shows up, and he's like, I'm sorry, I got distracted earlier because... You know, he awkwardly made out with Bonnie in front of her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's okay. I understand. But BTW, why haven't you told Bonnie about me? And he is very evasive about it. He's like, oh, well, she was gone all summer. And it's like, you were Skyping with my fire or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's not an excuse for not telling someone something that's hugely life altering because yeah. of a supernatural event that that other person brought on. Yeah, and he also says, like, I don't even understand, like, how this is possible and what's going on, and Anna gives him a little bit of information. She's like, well, it's kind of a push and pull, like, I'm always here, and I'm pushing out towards you, and you're pulling in towards me, like, I can, we, you can only see me when you're thinking about me, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm on the other side. Right. And she, like, grabs his hand romantically and is like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I know you can't feel that. I know. And then he's like, oh, well, let's try it again. And then they do this like weird E.T. hand touch thing. Yeah. Um, But Anna also tells him that she's worried because every time that she knows that Vicky is around or feels Vicky's presence or Vicky sees Jeremy, um, she knows something bad is going to happen. So she advises Jeremy to keep Vicky out of his thoughts. Yeah, she so, feels a dark presence. Yeah, this seems sketchy to me, but again, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, like, Anna is more of a together person who I am more fond of than Vicky, mm-hmm. was her heart. But on the other hand, it's also like, she was jealous of Vicky in life, so she could just be misleading him, but we don't right. know yet. Yeah. And we haven't seen Vicky's face in a little bit. We haven't. Yeah, we saw her a few times at the very beginning of the season, but she's been on the other side for a while now. Yeah. But it seems like Jeremy is thinking about Anna more often because mm-hmm. he's seeing her. So then we leave those two ghost lovebird people alone and we go over to Gloria's where Stefan um, has invited himself in for a drink. Yeah, he and Gloria, like, made some sketchy eye contact when she was talking about she saw the necklace with some girls and she was being very cagey. And it turns out she knew more than she was saying and she knew that Stefan knew something about it. So they're meeting to kind of talk about that. Right. And Gloria is like, why would you care about this girl? Or, like, why would Stefan or Klaus care about this girl? Like, what's her deal? Oh, my God, it's the doppelganger, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, so she, like, pretty much explains that the necklace is a talisman from the original witch, Mm -hmm. um, and she's threatening to tell Klaus. Because she wants the necklace for herself. Right. If it's from the the original witch, it's probably pretty fucking powerful. 
And as the years go by, it's going to take more magic to keep herself young. <laughs> right. Now she needs the original witch locket. She's like, I need a, a magic facelift, so you're going to have to give me that damn necklace. Mm-hmm. And Stefan's like, no, and you can't tell Klaus. Like, oh, my God. And Gloria then gives him a major aneurysm as he tries to, like, lunge at her. Yep. And straps him down on a table surrounded by candles and starts slicing his arms open. Yeah. I wrote down that things just escalated really quickly. Like, at first they were talking, and then all of a sudden he's splayed out on the table. (laughs) Gloria's bar has an extensive variety of spooky candles. Yeah. So she's got a whole setup there. She was ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And she makes some comment like, oh, these modern witches are into, like, the new age crap, but I'm into old school voodoo. Yeah. Oh, Gloria. Good Lord. So she does something really gross. So when she's like slicing open Stefan's wrist area, she wants to keep him from healing so quickly. So she puts like this little piece of metal in there to keep the wound open. And it was just kind of nasty. She also does that correctly. Like, you know, when they're talking about like, if you want to kill yourself by slitting your wrist, you want to go down the road instead of across the street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She goes down the road. She does. And it's long. Don't kill yourself, kids. No, please don't. And don't cut yourselves. Don't do that. Please. Sorry, I've been wa- I watched Sharp Objects, so that's in my brain. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, she, lots of torture, lots of blood, and it's gross, and Gloria is very fucked up. But right. We then jump over to the council meeting, where there's a ton of people there who we've never seen before. Yeah, there's, like, at least 12 people who in that room. Who the fuck are these people? They can't be from the founding families. Is it, like, the entire Fell clan? Oh, my God. How many Fells are there? I don't know. We know there's the ones that were nominated for Homecoming Queen or whatever Oh, the yeah, hell. Tina Fell. Oh, Tina Shout Fell. out. I wonder yeah. where she is. She's probably in jail from her second DUI. Yeah, that's true. She's safer there. Yeah. Logan, obviously, is dead. Like, three times over. Thank the Lord. So, the meeting's not that eventful because we seem to get into it at the end. So, Forbes is like, yeah, well, since there's been no incidents since the spring, there's really nothing else to discuss. Damon, Carol Lockwood, anything else? Nope. Okay. We're all good. Bye. So, apparently, it's like the early fall because the kids are going back to school and they're pretending that nothing has happened since the spring well has anything really happened in mystic falls well because stefan's been out of town doing his murders right the only thing that's really happened is that carol found out that tyler was a werewolf and caroline got tortured by her dad but that was stuff being done to supernatural creatures not by them that is true. That's a good point. I guess Andy died. But it, oh, Andy did die. She wasn't bitten, so it could. Oh, they be thought it was accident. like a suicide or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's still too weird for all of this shit to happen in one small town, and then have the people be like, "Yeah, nothing's going on. We're all good." I mean, compared to other times, it's been pretty quiet. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like when Damon's just like murdering multiple people, and they think it's animal attacks. <laughs> yeah. So, really good meeting, guys. All of the randos leave, and it's like all those people were just extras who did not have lines. Mm-hmm. So, they didn't get their SAG cards. But, uh, Steph, or sorry, Damon and Sheriff Forbes and Carol Locke would stay behind to, like, have a real talk. But suddenly, Bill fucking Forbes turns up 
even though he was compelled to leave town. And he's like, so do you think everybody's just stupid in this town? Yeah. I'm like, well, I do, because <laughs> they are. Right. I know. I have a question. Okay. So who's the true Forbes? Is it Bill is from the Forbes family or is it um, Liz? I assume that it's Bill because he like has all the knowledge. Like he knew about the dungeon. Oh, right. And he seems like the one who is more virulently <laughs> anti-vampire of the two. Yeah. So I think it's also possible that she comes from a family that knew about it. Because mm-hmm. it's a small town. It is. And she seems intense about it. Right. So I don't know. But I think he is the true Forbes. Because he she took his name also, presumably, because of the patriarchy. Oh, right. Of course. That makes sense. It's just weird that like he hasn't been around for any other founders meetings or anything. And now suddenly he has like a renewed interest coming back from Myrtle Beach to <laughs> attend. Yeah. But I digress. He's back to fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. So I think we leave the mini founders meeting and check over with Jeremy and Bonnie, who are upstairs in, I guess it would be Jeremy's room. Yeah. And Bonnie has brought over a bag of grimoires. <laughs> so she needs Jeremy's help with searching through them for finding more information about what the hell is going on with this necklace. Yeah, she's so, like, look for anything about precious metals or necklaces. <laughs> or any it. picture that looks like a necklace. <laughs> Jeremy does need this type of guidance. It's true. And we know that he's lazy because then he's like, why can't you just ask all of the dead witches that you were channeling about this necklace. And it's like, excuse you. So Don't Bonnie, you think she would have thought of that herself. It was an option. Right. So Bonnie then explains to Jeremy that the witches have cut her off ever since, ever since she brought Jeremy back from the dead and that she told Elena about this, but she didn't want to tell Jeremy because she didn't want Jeremy to feel bad. Okay. She says it's because she violated the laws of nature. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? It's not just because you brought Jeremy Gilbert back and they were like, what the fuck, girl? Get a better boyfriend. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> uh, but that was just so annoying. And also, I felt like Jeremy knew this already, but I guess I'm wrong. I mean, it feels like he probably should have just known from like all of the information available. Yeah. But he's just dumb. Right. Or he forgot because he was too busy, like, lusting after his dead girlfriend. He was too busy drawing his weird (laughs) self-portraits. It it probably took him, like, four days just to draw that. Probably. So, uh, they're looking around in all these old tea-stained novels. (laughs) And suddenly, Anna (laughs) appears next to Bonnie. He's like, the darkness, it's coming! Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, Anna. <laughs> and then all of the grimoires set on fire. <laughs> and then Bonnie says an aggressive spell in the books. Some news incendiary. Like some Latin <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Right. And then they go out, but Bonnie's like, Jeremy, are you okay? And also Jeremy held the burning book in his hand for like way too long. <laughs> like he is just so stupid. He doesn't know if you're holding a burning object to like try and shut it or like throw it on the ground or something Stop, like drop and roll girl yeah he was just holding it i think bonnie had to like do a spell to like put it out of his hands and onto the ground he was too distracted by anna probably Her hair looked really nice it did she looked good ghost yeah. anna looks good i missed anna i hate this plot line in a lot of ways but it's nice to have her back yeah 
I wish that we could have her talking about something aside from Jeremy. Or talking to somebody other than Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, just anything. <laughs> Poor Anna. Oh. But, yeah, Jeremy's like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, you have more information on this than Bonnie does. I know. Yeah, he, like, blames Bonnie. And it's like, you are the one who are, who's been keeping secrets all summer. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know. <gasps> and then we go back to Stefan being tortured mm-hmm. and Gloria's trying to find out who like what the fuck the deal is with Elena and the necklace and she says that the blood that is swelling out of Stefan is his essence and she's seeing like his true spirit or something yeah and suddenly she sees like a highlight reel of Stefan and Elena's relationship I know it's like oh you love her but you do so anything for her. Yeah. You, and it shows them like ripping a werewolf's heart out. And it's like, you would do anything. Like kill this extra. <laughs> so it becomes clear to Gloria that Elena is for sure the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. And that Stefan is keeping this from Klaus. And things are not looking good for Stefan at this moment. Like no. he, he's under this paralysis spell. He can't move. He's bleeding out. She's like rubbing Gloria her knows vein his on her secrets. hands and- putting her hands on his chest yes there's a lot of stuff in screaming but then all of a sudden Catherine zooms in says well this is creepy again speaking for the audience <laughs> yeah and stabs gloria in the neck hooray and stupid me i'm thinking like oh so gloria's just incapacitated now but she'll pop back up but no, Gloria's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like assume anybody who gets stabbed in any way is going to get over it in this show. It, that seems what it is like at least 80% of the time. But so you never time, know. Gloria is actually gone. Mm-hmm. And Catherine is awesome in this scene. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> well, this is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it was just great. It was really funny. <laughs> so Catherine stays to the day, saves Stefan for mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And then we go over to Caroline being judgmental again about Damon. I don't remember the specifics, but all I wrote in my notes is Caroline is right about Damon. Yeah, she said that Damon's probably off doing bad things to good people, and that's why they can't find him to leave the founder's party. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, so Elena is strolling with Caroline, or Caroline's strolling with Elena, and Alara catches up with them. Um, and Caroline's just spilling the tea on why Damon is so annoying. And what really gets me throughout this episode, and it's one of these things where we have amnesia about it because the show wants us to, mm-hmm. but it's like Caroline is speaking as somebody who was repeatedly brainwashed and raped and used by Damon. I know. I was like in the back of my mind to this episode for sure. And it's like she doesn't say it, but like, what would you think if like your abuser and your rapist was now like having a fun and flirty relationship with one of your best friends? Like, I would be horrified. Also, this was on a Dear Prudence article not too long ago. And oh, really? Yeah, it was like the same thing. It was like my friend moved in with my rapist and now they're oh. dating and they were like my best friend and like a person that I was in a previous relationship with. Oh my God. And yeah, it was like the same situation. It's horrifying if you think about it for even a second. I feel like they didn't have her specifically mention it on purpose because they are pushing Damon as the hero right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh my god! Like, have Elena should be thinking about this. Yeah, because be Elena like, was Caroline, like, don't worry. Like, I right. won't cross that line. Yeah, but anyway, the show has to really walk a difficult line between having 
like all this violence and gore and bad behavior that goes along with the vampire thing, but also having us sympathize with the right characters in the right moments. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those moments where it's a little hard. It's a very Chuck Bass trying to rape Jenny Humphrey, but then being romantic hero kind of thing. Yikes. I'm rewatching Gossip Girl right now, so it's very much on my mind. Maybe I'll watch that when I'm on maternity leave. I Ooh. only ever watched it once. I've never rewatched Gossip Girl since oh, it was on. Yeah. I'm in season four of my rewatch right now. Ooh. Serena Vanderwoodson is the worst. <laughs> I, I, like, can barely remember. Currently, there's, like, Gossip Girl depression here. <laughs> but in, like, season three and season four, Serena goes falls in love with like five different guys and ruins all of their lives <laughs> oh it's like carter basin uh trip vanderbilt the married congressman she has an affair with oh uh, the, her professor who she gets to leave his job to have an affair with <laughs> then his cousin her former teacher who went to jail because he was accused of having an affair with her who she then gets together with after he gets out of jail Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's outrageous. <laughs> she is very beautiful. And then both Dan and Nate. <laughs> wow. It's ridiculous. Anyway, this is not the Gossip Girl Gabs. This is the Vampire Diaries. It Diaries. is. So we're back to the to the folks trying to get out of the Founders Party. Right. And Damon walks up to join the crew. So now we've got Elena and Caroline Damon and Alaric um, and for some reason they start talking about oh okay yeah so Bill is like in the background yeah. of the party and Caroline is like what the hell is he doing here Poor like Caroline. why would he show his face she's been like so sunny and normal in this episode but you see her crack here like she's so upset and she's like I can't deal with this I gotta go right so Caroline she's like yeah 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 go mm-hmm. and Alaric's like what's that all about because apparently he is out of the loop on the Bill situation <laughs> Yeah, so I think Damon gives him a quick rundown, and then he explains that Bill is impervious to compulsion, which is interesting. So his compulsion from last week didn't work. And stupid. This this is one of the stupider things they've ever said on the show, is that Bill is somehow impervious to compulsion. (laughs) And we'll talk about it more later. Yeah. But he is like, oh, so... uh, Bill is back and he threatened to out me. Don't worry, I see the irony of it too. Oh, oh yeah. Because Damon is the only one who understands that there's currently a metaphor going on in the show about vampirism and homosexuality. Right. (laughs) Thanks for pointing that out, Damon. And Alaric starts like really getting on Damon's case here. I don't remember exactly what he says, though. Yeah, he says something along the lines of, like, stepping... It's uh, something to do with Elena again. Yeah. Um, And Damon's all on edge because everybody is, like, expecting more of him now that Stefan's gone. Yeah. So he's just, like, super agitated. So... And Elena makes some, like, ridiculous comment, like, about how she needs to keep him in control now that Stefan's not there to do it. Right, yeah. I don't know if this is the scene or... It is, uh, it is. So then Damon's all like, you know what, Rick? You've really been harsh and my mellow all day. Um, just step off. And then Alaric's like, no. And then Damon's like, okay, well, it's your temporary funeral. And then he just, like, punches him super hard. And Alaric, like, oh, I thought he snake dies. Him. Oh, did he? Maybe he did. I don't know. I feel like that's how they, like, cleanly... That's the easiest way, way to, to show somebody, somebody killing somebody without using special effects. Right. So he's like, all right. 
Alaric, you're bugging me. Go to take a nap. Mm-hmm. So then Alaric's just like dead on the front lawn of the Lockwood Manor. Yeah. Okay, Damon. <laughs> They're definitely going to be able to like have a really easy console meeting next week with this. Yes. And then I think we go back to Chicago. Right. So Catherine and Stefan are cleaning up the mess um, at Gloria's. Yeah. So there's Stefan's blood everywhere. They've got the dead body of Gloria. And yeah, we have more of like Catherine, like talking with Stefan about what's going on um, with him and Klaus and Rebecca. And she's giving him advice on how to play them. Right. So she's pretty much saying that like, what is it that she can tell that he doesn't have feelings for Rebecca. She is super in love with him. Like it was yesterday because mm-hmm. it was for her. <laughs> yeah, it was. It literally was. So she's the easier mark. Yeah. So she is saying that like, since Stefan doesn't have those level of feelings instead, he's like really playing it up and paying attention to Klaus, which is in turn making Rebecca jealous. And that's, what's kind of keeping him close to the two of them. And again, Seven's like, fuck off. I don't want your advice. I have my own plan. I'm doing this alone. Yeah, he keeps like repeating that. And he's like, I don't trust you. I'm not going to tell you any of my shit. Like just over and over again. Yeah. And then Catherine's like, I saved you from Hilda High Voodoo Princess or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, he really, I mean, you never want to trust Catherine. But also if she's giving you advice on a scheme, you should probably take it. Yes. top schemestress of all time she is number one scammer yeah she is a professional but Stefan is very into his own plan now whatever the fuck his plan is yeah which is probably not going to work because it's Stefan and he's dumb yeah and he brings up the fact again that he really wants to figure out why Klaus and Rebecca are scared of the person who is trying to find them and I think Catherine might clue us into the fact that this person is probably a vampire hunter that's oh, looking yeah. at, that's looking for Klaus and Rebecca. Yeah, she says, I've heard stories about a hunter back yeah. in the 20s, but how could Klaus be afraid? Mm-hmm. So Stefan pretty much picks up Gloria's dead body and pieces out of there. Yep. And we check over with Tyler and Caroline. Tyler is wearing a muscle tee in this scene. <laughs> He is. And I feel like that's a very werewolf thing. Maybe I'm thinking, I think Jacob and Twilight might wear muscle teeth. He does. Yeah. I think it has something to do with like their muscle swelling when they're turning so that they don't want to like rip their sleeves off or something. And like in supernatural lore, vampires are cold and werewolves kind of run warm. Oh, okay. But he's apparently coming back from football practice and he's all sweaty. Uh, and he goes to his bedroom where Caroline is, and she's like, oh, I was just hiding out from my dad, who's oh, here. Oh, yeah. I'm so sad. I know. Tyler's like, you want me to kick his ass? And Caroline's really funny. She's like, no, I really like the shirt that I bought him that he's wearing right now, so don't <laughs> then, worry about it. And then she says, and also, he's still my dad. And I need yeah. to go on a little bit of a rant here. Do it. So there's this fallacy mm-hmm. that if somebody is family, mm-hmm. that you have to always forgive them for everything. And, like, blood is thicker than water, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That is not true. If your father tortures you in a dungeon, it's okay to cut him off. Yeah. If, you know, your family is abusive or harms you mentally or physically, it's okay to cut them off. Just because you share DNA does not mean that you owe them your allegiance forever. I hate that that is, like, in our culture, and I mm-hmm. hate that Caroline is falling prey to that now, because she should just be like, fuck my dad. He does not deserve to be in my life. Yeah. Because he did this to me. 
anyway. Preach. No, that is a good point. But Caroline's like, it's my dad. And she still calls him daddy in this episode, which drives me crazy. Yeah. But anyway, Tyler is like, ooh, let's fuck. And she's like, you smell. <laughs> and he takes off his shirt and they start making out, even though he has swamp ass. I know. Ooh. <laughs> no thanks. Pass. Please shower. But things don't get too hot and heavy because um, Caroline receives a phone call and she's wearing this really cute dress and she pulls out mm-hmm. um, her cell phone from the pocket of the dress, which makes it even better. Oh, Dresses oh with pockets. Dress pockets. So good. And um, she's like, I'm only answering this. Hello. In case it's in a friend emergency. And it's Elena. And she's like, yes, it's an emergency. <laughs> it cuts to her on the front lawn of the Lockwoods with Alaric's dead body in front of her. I'm like, why is she calling Caroline? Oh, right. She needs somebody strong enough to move the body. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and Caroline's like the only vampire she wants to talk to right now. Good. Because Damon is the one who killed Alaric. <laughs> and if he wanted to move the body, he would have. Yeah. So uh, Damon is such a dick. So he just left Elena Alaric's body to clean up. Yep. That's annoying. Yeah. Come on, Damon. Jesus. So I think we go then to Damon with Bill and he's like, how the fuck can you resist compulsion? And Bill had this line earlier in the episode where he was talking about how he thought he could cure, or maybe he talks about this now. I don't remember, but he thought he could cure Caroline because the mind is an amazing thing and you can train your mind to like think differently and your mind can affect your body and he says that that's how he resists compulsion he trained his mind like that is bullshit yeah like i would buy if he had like some kind of magical talisman that wasn't vervain mm-hmm. or some kind of like he was some kind of other creature but no it's just like i'm really good at using my brain no no because if it was possible for him then it would be possible for other people and Spoiler alert, this is never the case with any other character on this show. (laughs) It's just stupid and lazy. But anyway. Yeah. In a good episode, it's bad things like that that really bug me. It's like, no. (laughs) I don't buy it. Yeah. So Bill and Damon are, like, having this back and forth. And Damon is just, like, kind of had enough with Bill. Like, he's annoyed with him. And... He's, like, doesn't believe in this, like, whole mind game thing. And he's kind of starting to threaten Bill. And Bill's like, I know that you're not self-destructive enough to kill the sheriff's ex-husband. And it's like, who cares about the fucking sheriff's ex-husband? He doesn't live in Mystic Falls. Just say he went home. Yeah, exactly. It would not be hard to cover up. So true. So Damon starts feeding on him. He says, you're the third person to underestimate me today. Right. So he's really had it with everybody telling him what he's gonna do yeah um so right as things are getting super aggressive caroline rushes in and sees that damon is feeding on her dad and girl saves him so she pushes damon off of bill and they get into like their own um their own fight so she's like slapping damon damon zooms and knocks her on her back and he's like listen i'm stronger than you little girl and then caroline says yeah well i'm angrier and then she's able to like push him up against the wall she headbutts him yes she throws him oh, through right. a window at some point it's so good she has so many good moves here yeah and she kicks the shit out of him and it's awesome she does like i wish she wasn't defending bill at this point but Damon really deserved to have the shit kicked out of him. He did. So it's a wash. 
Yeah, I was happy to see this happen. And like, while Damon is kind of like recovering from one of um, Caroline's moves, she zooms out with Bill to get him out of there. And Elena's been like standing in the doorway for most of this yeah. for some reason. And she's like, Damon, you have to stop doing things like this, especially in front of me. <laughs> I know, what a weird thing to say. And she, he says something like, you have to stop trying to turn me into Stefan. Right. Which is fair. Yeah. But also you're being more of an asshole than usual. Yeah. So things are a little iffy between them now. They're not flirting anymore. <laughs> no, they are not. Unfortunately, then we have to go to Jeremy. Yeah, speaking of unfortunate. Um, so Jeremy and Bonnie are cleaning up the cinders from the great book fire. Yeah, so there's, there's ashes everywhere, Jeremy. I'm going to go get the vacuum. <laughs> yeah. And Bonnie's like, no, I got it. I'm a magical witch. So Jeremy goes into the bathroom and then Anna comes into the bathroom and he's like, Anna, you need to stop popping up every time that Bonnie's around. And she's like, Jeremy, it's a two-way street, remember? I won't be here unless you're thinking about me. The implication being that every time Jeremy is with Bonnie, he's thinking about Anna. Fuck you, Jeremy. I love Anna, but, like, you are so lucky to even be in the same room as Bonnie. Right. Like, get your shit together. I know. That's so annoying. And then Jeremy gets all even more annoying than he already is and he's like uh i i just like can't deal with this to anna Mm -hmm. so then she realizes that he's trying to shut her out so she's like jeremy don't like close me out and jeremy like closes his eyes and then anna disappears yeah like her voice starts getting all like weird and echoey and Mm -hmm. then she's gone So then Jeremy, like, goes into his room and he's like, Bonnie, we need to talk about something. Remember when I told you um, that that I've been fine? Well, I'm not fine. When you brought me back to life, something happened. And this whole time, Anna is, like, standing in the doorway, like, yelling for Jeremy, like, no, I'm so alone. Ah, Don't leave me. And it's so sad. It is. That was better for Anna. Yeah. I guess I can understand if he's the only person who can see and speak to her that she would be really attached. Mm -hmm. I can sympathize with that, I guess. Yeah. But she's all alone now. Doomed to watch Jeremy, like, fucking his new girlfriend. Yeah, that's a really sad existence. It's, like, so weird because I I feel like the imbalance is, like, worse for Vicky and Anna than it is for Jeremy. Oh, yeah, because they have nothing else. Yeah. Ugh, it sucks. It sucks that Jeremy is alive while all these awesome ladies are dead. I know. That's the true injustice. Yeah. So anyway, back to Stefan. He's now in the warehouse, and there's been these, like, multiple coffins that you assume all the rest of uh, Klaus's family is in, Mm -hmm. in this warehouse, and he's by himself, so he starts, like, trying to snoop in one of the coffins, but then Rebecca comes in. Yes, and she's like, Nick went to check on on the witch um so what are you doing in here and then they start like kind of just like catching up on a lot of stuff so stefan's asking um rebecca first of all like who they were running from when they left um chicago in the 20s and i don't think does she like kind of dodge around the question yeah she yeah. doesn't want to say mm-hmm. who it was and so he's like oh well forget i asked drop it yeah they're like standing really close to each other in classic vampire diary style and he's like clearly trying to pretend like he's horny for her and right they talk about 
Klaus and Rebecca's like, oh, he told me about the girl that you loved who died. Uh, do you think you'll ever love anybody like that again? And Stefan's like, maybe someday. <sighs> she says, I can tell when you're lying, Stefan. Your kiss gave you away. Oh, yeah, because she, like, forcibly makes out with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and apparently he did a very bad job. Yep. And Klaus comes in. She's like, something's wrong, Klaus. He was asking about Michael. Right. Oh, yeah. Who's Michael? Oh, my gosh. And And Stefan's like, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Good job, Stefan. Your plan went really well. (laughs) Yeah. And then so we know, too, that like Klaus knows that Gloria is gone. So he's like, Gloria's gone. We cleared out. We cleared out. We need a new witch. Find a new witch. (laughs) What is their accent? Is it just regular British? black people. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, they're... British. Like, the two actors are both British. Okay. So, I don't know what the origins of the originals is supposed to be, like, countrywide. Right. Their accents are currently British. Elijah's vaguely Eastern European. <laughs> yes. Sometimes. But then we go back to the Salvatore boarding house. We get a, a, an establishing shot of it, which I'm sure we've seen before, but I, like, really noticed it for the first time, and how huge that house is, and it has, like, wings. Yeah. We only see, like, three rooms in it ever. I know. In the dungeon. But anyway, Damon is mixing up some drinks with, like, some lemon slices, and what was he making? I don't know. Because it I... had alcohol in it, but it was also yellow. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was, like, a screwdriver. But it wasn't the color of orange juice. I was wondering if it had, like, so much vodka in it. You know, if you put, like, a ton of vodka in a screwdriver, it's, like, not orange. It's, like... It looked like lemonade, but it it wasn't. It had vodka in it, for sure. Totally. Somebody watch this. A bartender watch (laughs) this and tell us what it was. We don't want to bang it, because they're not sponsoring us yet. No. It's a special elixir to wake Alaric up from his past death. Yeah, because he's made one for himself and one for Alaric, who's on the couch now. Thanks, Caroline, I'm assuming. And... Uh, he like rattles the glass by sleeping Alaric's ear uh-huh. <laughs> and it wakes him up because he's an alcoholic. Yep. And Alaric's all like, You killed me. And then Damon's like, Well, you pissed me off. <laughs> like, as if that was a valid kind of comeback. Yeah. I mean, if somebody pissed you off and you knew that they had a ring that would bring them back to life, I mean, for the vampire diaries, you know, that's just business as usual. I guess. It still seems a little extreme. Yeah, but Damon mentions it took him longer than usual to wake up from his death. Maybe he should check his ring, make sure it's not going bad. Because <laughs> that's a thing. But uh, Alaric's very annoyed that he has been killed by his boyfriend. Rightly so. Yeah, and he calls him a dick, too, yeah. in this scene. So Alaric's kind of fed up at this point, and we'll see where that leads <laughs> later. But first we go to Caroline and Elena walking through the town square. Elena's wearing these cute, like, shorts, like, jean shorts that are cuffed. Uh-huh. And, like, a green top. I forget what Caroline's wearing. I just noticed Elena's outfit for some reason. Gotcha. I think she's wearing, like, a green Henley. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And anyway, Caroline says, like, I'm not going to tell you I told you, told you so, but, you know, I did say. Right. And in this scene, she really gets to, like, the crux of it. And she's like, I need you to admit that you're having feelings. Like, don't lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. Just, like, say that you're feeling something. Yeah. And Elena's all like, 
I can't. What would it say about me if I said that I had feelings for Damon after Stefan? And Caroline is all like, it would just say that you're human. Yeah. And she's only really getting to trying to get her to say that she's attracted to Damon. So like, Mm -hmm. what would that say about you? That you have a functioning vagina. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like you're a heterosexual woman Uh with an attractive man in front of you. (laughs) Anyway. So Caroline is being a really good friend about this, all things considered. Like, she's doing it in a very Caroline way, Mm -hmm. but she's not being judgmental to the point that, like, she doesn't want Elena... She just wants Elena to be, like, straight about it. Yeah. So, team Caroline. All the way. (laughs) All the way. But unfortunately, Bill is creeping around in the background of the town square, and um, Caroline sees him on his way to the car so she goes up to him and he thanks her for saving his life and like bids her goodbye oh and uh in the scene with the fight she gave him his her blood and he tried to refuse it oh and yeah she said, oh grow up and then fed him the blood before then going back to kick damon's ass yes i forgot about that that was the best but he shows her that the cut is healed and he thanks her mm-hmm. and she's like daddy i'm gonna be okay and then he just squanders all oh the goodwill that he accumulated in this, like, two seconds of being nice to Caroline. You think he might have learned something, but she, he, like, goes up to her and, like, puts his hand on her face creepily and is like, honey, you're a vampire. You're never going to be okay. Ugh, rude. Fuck you. So rude. Oh, I hate him. And she's sad. And she deserves better. She deserves better. She deserves better. She does. Just preach it from the mountaintops. I agree with you. Yeah. And that's how it ends for Caroline. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. If I could design your life, it would be much different. I wish I was your dad, girl. (laughs) Yes. I wish I was Caroline's dad. Yeah. I would be a great dad to Caroline. Me too. Oh my god. I wouldn't want her to call me daddy because that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would skip that too. <laughs> but whatever. But I would borrow her cute dresses. Yes. And her mini scarves. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, the scarves. I would not bar- borrow her scarves. They're <laughs> ugly. So then we go to Alaric, who has decided... Oh my god. ...that he is an important man who needs to be included. Yep. Alaric has a bone to pick. Mm-hmm. So basically, he meets with Sheriff Forbes and Mayor Carol Lockwood, and he demands to join the Founders Council on behalf of the Gilberts because he's been entrusted to take care of Jeremy and Elena. And he says that he needs to join the council to represent humans because um, Forbes has a vampire daughter, Lockwood has a werewolf daughter, and that the Fun. supernatural... <laughs> sun and that the supernatural creatures don't live by the same rules as humans do and i'm just like a where did this come from b now all of a sudden you're like a human right activist alaric like you're a lazy alcoholic like get out of here yeah and he says who else is gonna represent the humans i'm like who the fuck were all of those other people (laughs) right i think they are representing the humans yes Fuck off, Alaric. So basically, he's like, I'll see you next week or whenever the next one is or the next meeting. Oh, Alaric. I used to love you. I did, too. He's being a brat in this episode. 
he is like all of a sudden he has this huge chip on his shoulder i think he's feeling like he's not as important as he used to be yeah so he's trying to like make himself feel important yeah because he's a man we'll get to that Mm -hmm. so then we go to i assume the mystic girl's outdoor eating (laughs) of course only one restaurant in the town and bonnie and elena are sitting there and i forget what they're talking about at first but they start talking about the necklace and bonnie's like i still haven't figured out what's going on with it and elena's like oh well i feel weird without it you know the stuffing of it all Mm -hmm. so bonnie hands it back and then she's like, oh, by the way, did you know that Jeremy has been seeing the ghosts of his dead girlfriends? <laughs> she just brings it up so casually in conversation. It was so weird. And Elena's like, oh, no, like, oh, that's so weird. And then Bonnie turns around for like a second and suddenly Elena's gone and we realize, oh, my God, it was Catherine the whole time. Yes. So now Catherine has the necklace. And Catherine was also wearing a green tank top. But it was a different green tank top. So she, like, sort of copied what Elena was wearing. Good eye. I didn't even notice the outfits. (laughs) Yeah. So Catherine is so cunning. And she's really good at impersonating Elena. She is. She even straightened her her hair hair. for the event. (laughs) That's really all she has to do. And then, like, talk like she has no brain cells. Yeah. Talk very slowly and act stupid. And uh, she goes over to the Salvatore boarding house to talk to Damon and she's like, I'm just a girl looking for a partner in crime. Don't you want to join me in my big diabolical plan? Yeah, and Damon's like, well, I am at like somewhat of a crossroads. And I was told to take a hike or a beat or whatever Lark said about Elena. So Damon agrees to join Catherine. You have impeccable timing. Yep. And I feel like Catherine walks into the house a little bit at this point. But has she been invited in? Since they deeded the house to Elena. I don't... I wouldn't imagine so. So I thought that might have been a little bit of a plot hole. Plot hole. But, uh, yeah, Catherine and Damon are now going to go and do something. We don't know what. Yep. (laughs) I imagine they're on their way to Chicago. Probably. But... Somewhere. Who knows? Out of town, Catherine says. Mm -hmm. But then we go to uh, Stefan, who uh, was incapacitated, probably neck-snapped by Klaus when uh, Rebecca routed him out and they're in like a U-Haul with coffins in it because <laughs> he really just lugs around his <laughs> right dead always family. on the move and Klaus is like clearly there's something still tying you to your past and I want to find out what it is and he opens up the back <laughs> of the truck and it's the town square oh, he's like welcome um, back to Mystic gee. Falls Stefan Wow. And that's the end of the damn episode. Whew. Another good one. Yeah. Another really good one. In my memory, it was a long time into season three before Stefan and Klaus went back to Mystic Falls. And I forget how fast-paced the show is. Like, because at this point I was watching it week to week. Okay. Like, people used to watch TV. Right. In the olden times. Wow. It's that breakneck pace which makes The Vampire Diary so great. It it really is. You could barely keep up with what is going on here. Next and week we're very so worried good. because Elena's in Mystic Falls. If Klaus finds out that the doppelganger wasn't dead and that's why he can't turn his hybrid people, shit's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to get real, real. Mm-hmm. Plus, I want to see how Stefan confronts Elena again because 
the way that they left things were not good, and yeah. it made it seem like you know Stefan was a goner. Mm-hmm. And Gloria did mention that he is currently in love with Helena when she was like reading his spirit. Yes. So we'll see what's going to happen next week. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember certain things about the episode that are very good. I don't remember the whole thing, but cool. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, so yeah, another good one. Season three has really kicked into high gear, and some people are being assholes. Some people are being awesome, as per usual. What do you think is going to happen? Ugh. Yeah, I I want to know where Catherine and Damon are going. I'm yeah. guessing. I don't that, remember where they're. Going. I'm guessing that they're going to Chicago now that they have the necklace. Although, why would they want to bring it to Klaus? So, or around Klaus at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Catherine showed Damon that she had the necklace when she came to ask him right. to join her. Yes. So that's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen there. I feel like there has to be some meeting between Stefan and Elena. And I feel like there also has to be some sort of, like, reconciliation because they've been, like, on the outs for so long. Mm-hmm. But something would have to change in Stefan first. So I don't know. Maybe they alert the vampire hunter where Klaus is and then the vampire hunter comes and captures him. Ooh. I don't know if that's an option. Would, Who has that guy's number? The vampire hunter? Yeah, that's weird. I feel like... I don't learned know. his name is Michael. Yeah, so Michael... I feel like... It's kind of a boring name for a vampire hunter. It is. I feel like hunters normally have, like, sassier names. Yeah. Um, like Stanislav. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. It's weird because, like, you would presume that a vampire hunter wouldn't still be alive that was alive in the 20s, or yeah. they would be really old. I don't think it's, like, a mystical creature or anything. I mean, Gloria did use herbs and spells to, pr- to slow down the That's true. Process. Do you think that the vampire I'm never hunter get over that. could be a witch? <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't black. Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot about that prerequisite. I don't know. It should be interesting. Yeah. So many mysteries. So many. And so many episodes left in this season to solve them. Is it like 22 or something? Yeah, it's around there. Yeah. Remember when shows had 22, 23 episode seasons? Yeah. Now there's like eight. And then they split it into two like mini seasons. more expensive DVDs. Yep. Hooray. Good times, capitalism. Uh, so in this episode, who you want to punch? Uh, there are a lot of good candidates in this episode, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, but I'm going to pick Alaric. Ooh, I, I like feel it. like he's probably not the worst, but he was just so frustrating in this episode. And this is probably going to cross the line a little bit into why are men. But mm-hmm. the fact that Alaric started feeling useless and then felt like he needed to, like, exercises control over Elena and the Gilbert family is just weird as fuck like who are you and like why the sudden change of heart and I feel like it's not really for the good of anybody like Elena seems to be doing okay like with the Damon stuff like I don't love it but also she's 18 and Alaric like already told her like you're on your own for taking care of yourself And the fact that he 
demanded to join the Founders Council on behalf of the Gilbert family when Elena is 18 and could be on the Founders Council herself if we were really, oh God, like, looking for, like, a Gilbert to Although, join. Although, would you want Elena on the council? No. We love supernatural creatures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't, but... She would hug any vampire and kill anybody. <laughs> she would. She would. I don't know. It just really, really frustrated me. Yeah. Here's the thing about Alaric living with the Gilberts. In this episode, he's framing it as he's the guardian of the Gilberts, but mm-hmm. when he moved in with them and when he is, like, permanently living with them now... The way that I've seen it from Elena's perspective was not that he was invited to live there as a guardian, but as a peer. Yeah. Because they were both, like, lost and fucked up. Right, right. And, like, obviously he's her teacher and he was dating her previous guardian. But it has never seemed to me like she has seen him as a parental figure. No, absolutely not. She fucking calls him Rick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's the... But he sees himself now in this, like, paternal role, which is only one-sided yeah and it's out of nowhere yeah mm, it's so very yeah, I, frustrating I agree with that. Uh, who would you like to punch i want to punch bill because you had to punch him last week i and did my turn it is he got to get off scot-free for everything that he did to caroline she saved his life Ugh. she healed him she showed him like that even though he tortured her she still loves and respects him and he still had to get off a shot about how he still hates vampires and still thinks that she's a monster, even as he's leaving town. Like, you couldn't let her, like, go with a good feeling about you. You right. had to, like, get that little dig in. Fuck you. Yeah. He is lucky to have Caroline as a daughter. He is supremely lucky that she cares enough about him to save his life when he's under attack. Like, he does not deserve it. And yet he can't take the gift that he's being given. No. So yeah, he deserves to be punched over and over and over for eternity. I support that decision. I will punch him right after you're finished. Excellent. On a lighter note, who do you want to high five? Hmm. I mean, it has to be Caroline. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. The, The moment when she was like when Damon told her that he was stronger than her and she said, yeah, but I'm angrier and then just kicked the shit out of him was so, so, so good. Amazing. Yes. And even though she tried to have sex with Tyler when he had swamp ass, I can can forgive it. Hey, that's on him, not her. Yeah. She did tell him he smelled and should shower. Yes. Uh, But it would be all slippery and gross. They could have had a sexy shower. They could have. Why didn't they just go in the shower and he could have washed his butt and it would have been fine. The Lockwoods are rich. They probably have like a giant shower. Yeah, they probably have like one of those stone benches in there and, like, or something. like a jacuzzi tub. Yeah, and like dual shower heads. Like a rainfall shower. Yeah. See, they they know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just to keep it simple, it has to be Caroline. She was badass in this episode. Yeah. She's given the truth um, to Elena about Damon. It was just good. I agree. How about you? I would like to high-five Catherine. Oh, yeah. Catherine is always working on her own plan. Yep. She's an independent woman. She fucks people over a lot, and she can be an asshole, but she is true to herself. And in this episode, she just, like, doesn't let anybody tell her what to do. As usual, she saves Stefan, but it's, like, mostly for herself. Mm -hmm. She says what everybody's thinking, and she's just getting shit done. And she's going around. She's not letting it, like, get her down when Stefan's, like, being an asshole to her. She 
just keeps going and plugging away. Right. I think Catherine's a badass, and she's a complicated character who can be sympathetic and a villain at the same time. Like, she can really... She rides the line between villain and hero. Totally. Like, from one, like, minute to another, you can see her on either side, because she's in it for herself, and Mm -hmm. that's makes for compelling television. It does. I like that. I think she Catherine was really is good. much more interesting than Elena. She is. <laughs> and much smarter than Elena. How are they in the same bloodline? Elena is a snooze fest. Is it like with every new doppelganger, they get dumber and dumber? Oh, God. Can you imagine the next one? <laughs> <laughs> if the Gilbert line continues, we'll see. Hopefully oh. not from Jeremy. Yes, please. So, Fingers yeah, crossed. I wanted to high five her when she <laughs> I just thought it was so funny when she said, Well, this is creepy. Yeah, that was I don't awesome. know why that line like really got me. So yeah. Catherine. It was just very self aware. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I would have said in that situation. <laughs> so this is narcissistic. Right. So uh unfortunately we can't talk about Catherine being awesome forever or Caroline being awesome. We have to talk about the men who fuck with them. Why are they? Ugh, I don't know. So I've already gone on my alaric spiel. That really bothered me this episode. Um, Another thing that just kind of frustrated me on, I guess, like, a metaphorical level is the whole thing with Anna only appearing when Jeremy wants her to. Uh Um, I thought that that was kind of like representative of the way that a lot of female characters function within this show. Oh yeah. As just kind of like just in media in general. Yeah, for sure. It's just a pawn to like for men to act upon, to kind of like move plot along for men to take action. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Women are objects and men are characters. Yeah. And obviously that's not the case for all the characters in this show, but in this situation, like literally she is, only there as something for Jeremy to react to. Mm -hmm. And she deserves so much better. And she's like stuck in this prison where the only way she can exist is if it's at the whim of this terrible male character. Yeah. Uh, That is like... just decide to put her away. That is hell. It's pure hell. It's pure hell. Yeah, that's terrible. And Jeremy is being as terrible as possible about it. Like, he's having romantic moments of touching hands with Anna while making out with Bonnie and hiding it from her. And he uh-huh. only tells Bonnie as a way to like stick it to Anna for like trying to explain the way things are to him. Right. And it's like, do you think that he told Bonnie about like the hand touching stuff? Hell no. No, he like will paint himself as the only sympathetic character in the situation. Yeah. Like, you know that he's not going to Bonnie and being like, I'm really worried about like Anna being stuck here forever, it's going to be, I'm worried about myself and how this is impacting me. How do you make it go away? I'm certain that that's how he's going to frame it. Yeah. Like he's not going to give the full story to Bonnie at all. He didn't tell her all goddamn summer for no reason. Yeah. And I wish we could have seen that whole scene. Do you think they'll have it next week? I hope they do. I mean, this plotline obviously is going to continue. Yeah. And We'll see more of Bonnie's reaction to it, but it's just, like, all about Jeremy right now and Mm -hmm. his whims and what he wants. Like, we haven't seen Vicky in a while, and we haven't seen Matt in a while, so we don't know what the deal is with that, but it's it's just fucked up. Jeremy is the worst. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. What other men did things in this episode? Seven was trying to, like, 
use Rebecca's feelings for him mm-hmm. against her, which sucks. Yep. Like, from Rebecca's point of view, and I remember the first time I watched this show, I was really anti-Rebecca because I felt like she messed with the mythology of Stefan and Elena, even though I never really cared for them as a couple. Mm-hmm. But watching it now, like, with a more critical eye, I'm like, I'm on Rebecca's side here because she was in love with Stefan. Like, they were in a relationship. She gets stabbed, and she wakes up, and Stefan's there, and it's been no time at all for her. Yeah. And it's like, she still has those same exact feelings for him. And he is here, and he has recently been in love with somebody else, and he's trying to play her. Like, that would break your heart. It's really sad. It's really, really sad. Yeah. Like, she's obviously going to be a complicated character, but it sucks. She's not being treated well by a man who used to love her. Yeah, it does suck. And it's just another thing of Stefan, like, only caring about Elena to the exclusion of everything else and that he literally will do anything for her. He'll fuck over anybody else because he has an eternal honor. Right. Including people that he's loved before. It's like weird that he, I don't know. He like hasn't forgotten, I guess, but I guess maybe like so much time has passed for him that like, he things just have faded. was given back that memory. So it should be fresh for him. Like, yeah. Actually. Oh yeah. I like, looked at her and was like, Rebecca. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I take, I take that back. I mean, I'm not a Seven fan in general. Like, he has his moments, mm-hmm. but right now I'm just like, Seven, you should have just listened to Catherine. <laughs> Indeed. Ugh. But men. men are being men. And, like, Tyler has been pretty good this season so far, especially last week. Mm-hmm. But this week, he wouldn't take a shower for his lady. Yeah, that was gross. That was selfish. Ugh. <laughs> so that's a good note to end <laughs> It is. You should have done it and showered first. Ooh. Hmm. I'm struggling. This is a hard week for that. Yeah. Okay, we gotta be creative. But I hate everyone. I hate everyone who could possibly be an option for the people I don't hate. (laughs) Yes. I'm gonna say Bonnie and Elena because they had that lingering hug. Okay. Was that this episode? Wasn't it? Or was it last episode? Wait, was the Lockwood picnic this episode? Yes, it was. Yes, okay. it was this episode because okay, Caroline came to the door with Chip. Oh, right. And yes, of course. So, Perfect. Full disclosure: we're recording multiple episodes in one day, so it's a little hard to keep track, especially for me because I am getting progressively more drinky. But yes, <laughs> Bonnie and Elena had a lingering hug at the beginning of the episode, and we haven't seen Bonnie in so long, and I want her to be with anybody but Jeremy. So I'm into that, and good. it would be good for Bo- or Elena to have somebody other than Damon to, you know, flirt with and get her done with it would be that's my answer good i like it think outside of the box though all right i'm gonna pick Catherine and damon Ooh, i like it yeah so damon needs to just back the fuck up off of elena he's going through like one of his like rough periods so he's got a lot of anger mm-hmm. um Catherine is just in it for herself so i'm not worried about her getting emotionally manipulated by damon oh hell no so i think that you know if they want to have a little romantic tryst while whilst on their road trip then they can go ahead and do that totally a road bang yeah in a little motel yep it'll be great It'll be great. Maybe it'll calm Damon down a little bit, release a little tension for Catherine. He can pretend it's Elena. They're identical. Right. Yeah. And Perfect. Then get that out of his system. And then he could leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> good but pick. Overall, I feel like this was another super good episode. 
Yeah, I was into it. I think I liked last week a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. The flashbacks. Mm-hmm. The flashbacks. Any episode with a flashback, like, makes it better than any other episode. I feel like. Yeah, but this was a good episode for like making me care about what's going to happen next. Yes, for sure. And that's really the strength of this show. What's going to happen you in Mystic Falls? OMFG. It's really good when you can have a cliffhanger at the end of the episode that you actually care about. Yes. So, very excited to see the next one and share our thoughts. But in the meantime, if you want to share your thoughts with us, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the BD Diaries or leave us a comment on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. And you remember last week we shared a question from a listener. So if you would like your question to be answered live on the air or pre-recorded on the air, <laughs> hit us up on any social media platform. Yes, you could also find us on Instagram at the underscore or yes, at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast and it's getting a pot, uh, contact high for me. I am. I am. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> pregnancy brain is actually a real thing i thought that that was just like a myth that people said about weak women you know like mm-hmm. oh pregnancy brain she's pregnant so she can't possibly like remember anything <laughs> like her faculties are gone but i think that it's actually a thing i do find oh, yeah, myself sure. be being more absent-minded a tiny bit um but that's probably what what happened when i forgot our twitter handle just now and by twitter i mean instagram so oh all right you gotta follow us on instagram to see the uh picture we're gonna share of jeremy sleeping with this sketchbook (laughs) oh yes it's not one to be missed um and of course we always love if you will give us a listen we're on soundcloud we're on itunes um you can find us pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts and we would super appreciate it if you left us a rating or or a review yeah we had a new rating this week with no review and we appreciate the five stars but we would love you (laughs) and call you out by your name if you left us a review as well i mean we love you anyway but we can't call you out by your name if you don't share it with us we need to write it on our murder wall like Stefan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he has a murder wall. We have a reviewer's wall. They're yes. Similar in concept, but opposite in sentiment. Yes. We relive our reviews instead of our murders. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, yes, hit us up. We love hearing from you. And in the meantime, you know, just have a great week. Don't get tortured by a witch. They're or a voodoo priestess, whatever the fuck Gloria was. <laughs> And keep track of your jewelry, because you never know when it's going to bite you in the ass. He's a ripper!